podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Wonderful finish! Fabulous free kick. He's done it again! Rooney's there! Aggressive, talented, controversial, successful, that's Wayne Rooney. Welcome to Series 3, Episode 2 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. It's a Wayne Rooney special. As someone on Twitter put it so perfectly, Rooney leaving is like having your old dog put down. It's the right thing to do, but it's breaking my heart. The defining player so far of the 21st century for Manchester United, a 13-year relationship comes to a close, one filled with goals, sparks, aggression, success, controversy, Massive lows and ridiculously huge highs. The greatest goal scorer in the club's history, in the most successful era of the club's history. So, we'll be talking Wayne Rooney, one of the best players to ever put on a Man United shirt, the hero of so many. We'll look at his greatest moments, have some commentary of them, we'll talk about his lows at the club, and much more for the next hour as we bid farewell to a legend. Rooney, and he's placed it in the far corner. And isn't that just typical Wayne Rooney? Right, we've both picked our, our best moments. I've had a lot of people sending me their favourite Rooney moments on Twitter. There's a few common ones, so we'll go through we'll go through them. Starting with his double against AC Milan. It's the Champions League, 2007. Kaka versus Cristiano Ronaldo. Two of the world's best, two of the world's best teams. And, I mean, we can say with, with some certainty, one of the best games in the Champions League era of the last two decades or so. Rooney on the big stage, more so than Ronaldo, performing. We'll skip past the first goal and go straight to the second. What a moment and what a goal it was. Rooney! How good was that? The big knife gets a big finish from where? Jack. That game really for me was when Rudy announced himself as a fully world-class player. I mean, like you said, that game really was billed as Ronaldo against Kaká, the, probably the two best players in the world, along with Messi actually at the time. And Rudy just stole the show pretty much the whole game. He was fantastic. And that really was the season where he announced himself. I mean, he'd always been a great player, but I think that season for me was when he truly started to become world-class and proved that United was far more than just a one-man team with Cristiano Ronaldo at the peak of his powers. Rooney was sensational the entire season and that game against AC Milan was really just the proof of all of it. And when that second goal went in, what a moment. Rooney! Yeah, and just everything uh, about it was... I mean, mean, the Clive Tilsley commentary just... Goosebumps, but... And just a reminder of, of the, the the peak of that United team. But everything about that goal, the the way he just one touch and then suddenly just just blasts it. Adidas caught out. This is Dida, one of the, one of the best goalkeepers in Europe at the time. 
it's got one past him already. And then he just pulls that out. And then the celebration where he's just sort of, he's kneeling on the floor with his head in the turf. And suddenly everyone just piles on top of him. It was, that was one of those, one of those United moments where, where you just like, wow. Like, I mean, what a club and what a team and what a player. And that was, he probably announced himself as a, as a world class player before that, but that was the, the real big player, big game, big moment time for Rooney. He managed to overshadow Kaka and Ronaldo and every other great player in that team and do it himself. Yeah, I mean, and and speaking more widely, not just about that AC Milan game, that's something that Rooney has proved throughout his entire career. There's often been superstars coming in and coming out of Manchester United all around him, but Rooney has been the one constant. And he's never really been overshadowed in a United team. Okay, he he maybe wasn't the star when Ronaldo was around, but you know he he was never in the shadows. I would say he was always there, and he always played his own role in the team and was never indispensable in any way he was always crucial to all of our success even when we had one of the best teams in history in 2008 and then 2009 and Rooney was vital to all of that success yeah I mean this is Wayne Rooney not playing in his in his best position and just just shining completely and it and you talk about that season Rio Ferdinand sent this this brilliant tribute a message to Rooney on his Facebook and, and on his Instagram and it's just it he's, he speaks about how He's this incredible player with incredible talent. And yet, throughout that season, throughout the following two seasons, for Berbatov, for Ronaldo particularly, Rooney just wanted to play and would do whatever it took, both to play and to, to win for United, and that he was playing on the right and the left wing. And he's not a player that fits the right and the left wing at all, but he managed to make that position his own and managed to make himself one of the best players in that position in the world and probably at at this point probably behind Ronaldo Messi Kaká is the fourth best player in the world and United had two of those four players I mean it, it's it's just mad and that goal was one of the one of the best United moments that I remember I mean that can that can be pretty easily matched by his debut against Fenerbahce which is just Mad. Options here for Van Nisseroy. One of them is Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney scores for Manchester United. And it's not the last time that you'll hear that. 17 minutes into his European career, Wayne Rooney finds the big stage just to his liking. <laughs> you really couldn't write this script, could you? I remember so vividly watching this game because it was one of the first time in fact maybe it was the first time I'd actually been allowed to stay up and watch the whole of a Champions League game you've got to remember I was pretty young at this time and I think that moment watching Rooney just absolutely well he, he, he just tore Fenerbahce apart and he scored all, all kinds of goals and when he scored the free kick to seal his hat-trick I still think that was for, for me I think my favourite Rooney moment more so than any other just because it was him saying, this isn't just hype. I am the real deal. Um, and it was just such an incredible, incredible debut. One that, I mean, may never be matched. Well, I, don't, I don't think that can, that can ever be matched. No. I mean, there was just so much that went into it. Not just the quality of the hat-trick, but all the hype that surrounded him. And, you know, we'd had so many, England had so many young players before who had come and gone and never really lived up to the expectation. And Rooney 
as I said, just kind of signalled with that debut. It was him saying to everyone, I am not just hype. This is me. I am here and I'm going to be a, an amazing player. And as he has turned out, that was being completely right. But that debut, personally, I think is my favourite Rooney moment of all time. Yeah, I, I don't remember it enough at all. But everything about it, that the the questions about the transfer fee, can he handle it? Can he do it in the Champions League? Can he do it for Man United? Can he handle the pressure? Is he really that good? And the the sort of anticipation that you that you still feel even though you know what happens as Rooney walks out and you're watching the highlights and Clive Tilsley is saying there hasn't been this feeling around a stadium, a football stadium, very rarely before where the players, the fans, the, the managers, every every neutral watching is watching for one reason and one reason only and that is Wayne Rooney to see just how good he is. And there there will be no better response to hype ever in ever in football. And I think that's probably unmatched the best debut of all time. And this is this is eighteen year old Wayne Rooney. And I don't I genuinely don't think it's ridiculous to say that Rooney was one of, if not the best eighteen year old in football that that football has ever seen. I mean Pele maybe. But if you're comparing Rooney to Pele at that age, yeah. I'm sure. Fine. Um this is this is just pure Wayne Rooney. And there's stuff to improve of his overall game, of his maturity, but this was just that show of talent. And I think he scored six hat tricks for United and one of them on his debut is just just astonishing. It's Rooney. It's inevitable just meant to be Wayne Rooney has saved his first senior hat-trick for his Manchester United debut in the Champions League there is tomorrow morning's front page face never mind the back page what a strike so confident I think we all felt he might do it he just might do it but to step up and do that hat-trick on your debut in the Champions League is absolutely top class it really is Goalkeeper, absolutely no chance. Not even anywhere near it. Volley against Newcastle a season later. Uh, I say that that, that debut hat-trick against Fenerbahce sums up Rooney's talent. The free kick, the finishing, the aggression, all of that. But the Newcastle volley, I don't think there's a better goal to sum up Wayne Rooney than that goal. This mix of, of world-class, incomparable skill, but the the temper, the aggression, the explosiveness of, of his anger all rolled into the, this one moment and this one goal that catches the commentator slightly off his mark and suddenly just uh, erupts. Here's Rooney! Oh my goodness me! That is one of the strikes of the season! Absolutely brilliant! Fantastic from Wayne Rooney! Yeah, I, I, I always still find it hilarious that literally five seconds before the goal he's arguing with the ref saying why didn't he get a yellow card for that foul and then it gets knocked up towards I think it was Alan Smith um, and it gets headed out and Rooney just forgets the ref just runs straight up to the ball and scores one of the best goals I've ever seen I mean it really was amazing I, I remember watching it 
and again, I think part like I I kind of grew up uh, as Rooney started his career, I guess, and I I can still remember that goal. It's one of my earliest memories that I can remember really, really clearly. And I just remember being absolutely astonished when that went in. A, that he even had the audacity to try it and to pull it off in the way that he did was just incredible. And as, as you said, I think it really just sums him up completely in that kind of 10-second snapshot of arguing with the ref. And then the sheer just instinct talent that went into that volley was incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's, he leaves United after 13 years at the club and that goal is still the perfect demonstration of why he was the favourite player above Ronaldo for many people, above the players who later came, above Van Persie, above Van Nisseroy. I mean, many for, for many of those players were their favourite player, but I think when a lot of people look back on on this era of Manchester United, for for me certainly, and for, for many others, particularly those who really grew up in this era for 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 us Rooney is like the Cantona for the for the nineties kids, the the Robson for the late seventies, early eighties kids, and the George Best for the sixties and seventies kids. That that is Rooney for us. And this is why we love him. And just on that aggression is I remember the I mean we were just talking about Ronaldo a few minutes ago with one of the one of the other favourite Mooney Rooney moments when he's at Everton I think he's, he must be either 16 or 17, probably 17, second season at Everton. And he's coming up against Cristiano Ronaldo for the first time. 12 million kid from Sporting Lisbon. This is before Rooney, this is before 12 million is is somewhat overshadowed. And 12 million is a lot of money for this, this unknown kid who's showboating. And Rooney just piles into him and sends him all across the sideline, sprawling across, just gets up, walks away. And with a, a little glance over his shoulder, like, yeah, that's, that's, that's Wayne Rooney. Probably the most iconic Rooney moment ever. Uh, the one that will be remembered above everything else, above the debut even. The overhead kick from City. I'm, I'm sure I didn't really need to say that. You could have guessed it. <laughs> I mean, let's just let's just give this goal some context. A win for City closes the gap at the top of the table to two points. United, the game before, have lost to Wolves, ending a unbeaten run that had lasted the entire league season. And it's February. <laughs> and this goal arguably wins us the title. Rooney's been picked despite all the controversy surrounding him that season, asking to leave due to a lack of ambition at the club, going to Nike HQ to train by himself, signing a massive deal. Berbatov and Hernandez have usually been favoured, but Rooney's picked. And the goal? Oh, just, 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 oh. There's, there's no words. I mean, that's what, that's what Martin Tyler says. Just, un, undescribable. I mean, you will. I will never see another goal like that. Not just the iconic nature of it, of being in a derby, of being fairly late on, but the the actual goal. I mean, Nani's Nani's cross is deflected, and he's and he's ridiculously high. The speed of it and the height of it, and the way Rooney just changes the shape of his body and gets in the air and puts everything into action at, at the perfect time to connect with the ball that is six foot more than six foot in the air and get the power on it and score. It's it's just completely unique. I, I don't think I've ever seen a goal that had so much to it as that did. 
like like you said, not only the goal itself, and you know you pick up that goal, you place it in any game, and it's an amazing goal, but the context of it, and it effectively kept the title bid alive. Be it the team that were chasing us for that title, our arch rivals, at a time when you know there was talk of a power shift, and you know there was all this about the noisy neighbours becoming the leaders in Manchester and how would we react after that loss to Wolves and we were in I mean we were we weren't in trouble in the game but we weren't exactly playing amazingly um and it was certainly on a knife edge the game and then Wayne Rooney just oh I mean it still is Probably the greatest goal I've ever seen United score. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, by itself, without the context, it's it's iconic and defines Wayne Rooney now. But with the context, it has and will continue to become to be that, that Rooney and, and that overhead kick and that moment are just completely linked together, are inseparable. There, there really are not enough words or adjectives to described the ridiculousness of, of that goal and the situation which it came in because really I mean Rooney wasn't really having a, a brilliant game in fact even in the build-up to that goal his first touch lets him down and suddenly Paul Scholes is on the ball instead of Rooney because his first touch him, and then and then suddenly he just pops up and does that incredible one of the great goals in the history of the Manchester derby at Old Trafford on the 12th of February 2011. Right, the next the next big moment. Uh, hat-trick against West Ham. United are 2-0 down. Rooney scores three times. And then Hernandez for United to win 4-2. Keep the title race on. This again sort of sums up Rooney. The first is a is a free kick. Wonderful right-footed round the wall. About, about two inches inside the post. Just... just a perfect free kick. I mean, uh, literally a perfect free kick. And the, and the second is classic Rooney, or at least the old, the old Rooney. A powerful ball onto the edge of the box. A surprisingly good first touch. One more touch, gives himself a yard, and then just pulls the trigger. Pulls it across the face of goal from the edge of the box into the bottom left corner. And just a, a, a proper true number nine, a proper true Wayne Rooney goal. The ones that, the ones where you, just a goal comes out of nothing. And the third's a penalty. And, and Rooney just turned it on suddenly when United have been down and suddenly we're 3-2 up and, and back in the title. And then to top it off in proper Rooney fashion, he runs over to the camera, screams into it, swears into it and is banned for the cup semi-final against City. <laughs> I mean, despite apologising immediately after the match, he gets a two-match ban. I mean, just like the volley against Newcastle, this this had it all, the, the talent handling the pressure, the aggression. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a theme with a lot of Rooney's greatest moments that they never come in isolation. I think he's always been a player that has kind of worn his heart on his sleeve more so than most. And it shows in so many of his best moments, just the, the sheer, I guess, passion that he has for, he has in, in some moments just comes out and you can just see how in love with the game he is. And it often comes out as kind of misguided as it did in that moment. But, that's the player that we all know and love, at least as Man United. Fans. Yeah, I mean that, that that passion has 
come out in a bad way on a on a number of occasions. Probably that's one of the more prolific times. The most is probably for England when he says, "It's nice to see your own fans booing you." And I mean, do you know what? Good on him. I mean, I I agree with him. He apologised after. He said he knew it was the wrong thing to do. And you shouldn't be your own players, whether that's for your country and for your club. I will never have never don't intend to ever boo a player for United or England, no matter what they've done, no matter how bad they're playing, because you don't boo, you support your team, what whatever is happening. And Rooney had the balls to say it. And Lampard and Gerrard said a few years after, I mean, look, that's, that's what we were all thinking, but Rooney has the balls to say it. And it, it's completely true, like, he doesn't care what people think and that's what makes him so entertaining, not only on the pitch, but that's what makes him so unique off the pitch as well because in, in the modern era of football, you don't really have players who just don't really care about the rules and will say what they want. Yeah, I think it it's just something we've all kind of become accustomed to with Rooney, that, that sense that you never quite know what he's going to do because, as I said, he... He has always been a bit of a hothead in, in some ways, but it's it's just what you know him for and I think what we've all grown to love because he does seem to just get so wrapped up in the moment and sometimes he says things that you know he'll later come to regret. But I think we can all kind of relate to that a little bit. Sometimes when you're playing football, even just with your mates in the park, it gets heated and Rooney really, really shows that and he just does have that human element to him, which personally I think just makes him even more likeable to yeah, me. definitely. Rooney! Wayne Rooney! Form temporary, class permanent, 100 Premier League goals for Manchester United and the wounded animal at Upton Park has turned it around. Right, there's a, there's a more recent moment and then we'll quickly discuss a, a few more because there's, there's just so many to choose from. Um, one very important one, but this one's more recent. The knockout celebration against Spurs. This this goes along with the same theme we've just been talking about. Rooney's knocked out in Phil Bardsley's kitchen. <laughs> scores against Spurs. As Gary Neville puts it, mauling through players. What Rooney's best at in, in poor form. And he just pulls this out. And then the celebration comes. Rooney punching the air, dropping to the floor as if he's knocked out. No expression on his face. All over the back pages. All over the place at the moment, and Rooney's cutting through them, and it's 3 0. <laughs> it's a, an intriguing celebration if you've been following the news in the papers this morning. The fists were pumping, and Manchester United fans are jumping, but Tottenham may well be knocked out. And this is Rooney at his absolute best, mauling people on the way through, running at people, aggressive. <laughs> and this is I mean this is this is what we saw on his Twitter when he managed it himself and we'll talk about those tweets in a bit but because they're too good to, to miss <laughs> out but this is the kind of Wayne Rooney that we saw before footballers became less connected to fans uh, there's a great video that was tweeted a few days ago uh, Rooney's on top of a bus celebrating the league title and for two or three minutes straight he's just singing United songs and I remember Jack Wilshire after Arsenal won the FA Cup swore on one of those bus parades and was berated for it in the press. Uh, typical English player sort of 
offensive to young fans. And Rooney is standing up there singing the Kino's fucking magic song <laughs> loudly <laughs> into the microphone. And at the end of it, just screaming, oh. And then he's singing Giggsy running down the wing and everything. And he just pulls all these songs out. And it's, he had a proper connection to the fans before he became this sort of, as, as most footballers have done, a slight PR monster. And had to, because of all the abuse and, and media focus, sort of had to close him, himself off a bit. And this knockout celebration was sort of a, a return to the, the real Wayne Rooney that we don't really see a lot. Definitely. I, I, it's a shame, really, that we don't, as you said, you don't really get an opportunity now to see the old Wayne Rooney where he was a bit of a, like I said, I guess a bit of a hothead. That seems like a bad way of describing him, but it's kind of the best way that I can. And actually, it's not it's not a bad thing in this case. And it was a little bit of a middle finger to the media, that knockout celebration. It was... I don't care what I look like. I'm here to play football and I just want to have fun. And and as you said, when all those videos of him singing and the video of him getting knocked out and all the tweets and everything, they're just further, further evidence, I guess, that he is just a normal person and he does just want to live his life and have fun and play football. And I think that's what has defined the early part of his career. And like you said, he's become a lot more closed off now because he's had to be... And he's become, I mean, I want to say mature, but I guess maybe controlled in kind of what he says and what he does, especially since becoming United and England captain, just because of the pressures that come with that and the media scrutiny. But listen, that's the kind of thing that we all loved Rooney for. It's just that he was just a normal human being and he didn't really care what he was doing a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, he was a hothead, but... I mean, that's that's why we loved him so much. Those crunching tackles, those screaming at the ref for every decision. Because he, he cared and he still does care for United, for Everton, for England. Um, I mean, one of the one of the best moments, I think, to demonstrate this is um, when he got probably the most ridiculous sending off I've ever seen against Fulham. When he got a second <laughs> yellow card yeah. for just absolutely lobbing the ball. He absolutely tore into that ball because it got. I think it was it. He tried to take a, free, a quick free kick and it got pulled back, and he got sent off for supposedly throwing the ball at the referee. I mean, it's just ridiculous that something like that could happen. And at the time, it was very frustrating. But again, it's just him being normal. I really just wearing his heart on his sleeve so much, and probably a little bit too much at times. But that is that is Wayne Rooney. I mean, I I thought you were going to mention the other one where he starts sarcastically applauding the ref. Um, oh yeah <laughs> which when when we look back on it now was was it's funny when we sort of at the time were looking at it was was slightly less so right there's a there's a few more moments that are, are more important more iconic than that that spurs goal um more so than than some of the other things we've mentioned i can't really put one of his arsenal goals as more important than the others but just arsenal he just d- d- did things against arsenal that no player should do to a club and just always scored and ruined the day for basically every Arsenal fan for a good decade. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad we brought this up because I was going to mention as one of my moments that was maybe a little bit more forgotten was um, the chip against Arsenal in the 2-1 win a couple of seasons ago when you know we were having a terrible season. Um, it was in Di Maria's season and Rooney, yeah. even when he wasn't playing well, the team wasn't playing well, and we got absolutely destroyed by Arsenal all around the park. But they just couldn't finish. And then we ended up stealing a 2-1 win. And Rooney's goal and the, the knee slide celebration in front of the, the United fans. 
it, it was just a, a case of even when I'm probably the worst I've ever been and we're the worst we've ever been since I've been at this club, I can still score and still beat That you. celebration was, was just brilliant. There's been so many celebrations like that. In fact, uh, another one, moving on very quickly, but City, League Cup semi-final, the, the Mickey Mouse Cup, especially at the time, much less important than it than it is now, to be honest. it's I think it's 2010, League Cup semi-final against City, late on in the game, and Rooney wins and sends us to Wembley with a header from a corner. Just after Shea Givens made an incredible save and Rooney wins it for United. Um, and he runs off, does a sort of a, f- a front flip, comes over and then just starts punching the air and punching the crowd, basically. And it's it's those just nuts celebrations that you love to see as a football fan, especially if you're in the stadium near it. And you're just watching on and thinking, they they just they feel the same as us. And he could be caught in There's so many other great moments. There's so many we've left out. Getting his uh, 150th goal for uh, Premier League goal, I think it was, or maybe 150th goal for United in the 8-2 against Arsenal when he scored a couple of free kicks and then a penalty, a hat-trick in that game as well. <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many ridiculous moments. And there's so many. I think he scored, uh, he scored two against Hull at one point, I think, and there's this great fight of him air-punching in front of the Stretford. There's, there's, there's too much to mention. In one word, we'll both do this in one word, potential fulfilled. Yes. Yeah. All right, go on, give your reasons. <laughs> because I I think, well, I, I, firstly, I think if we were talking about any other era, Rooney would have been the best player in the world for a number of years. Yeah. Because he was comfortably, maybe not comfortably, but I think the best player in the world for, sorry, the third best player in the world for two or three years from maybe... 2009 to, or maybe the start of 2008, 2009 to sort of 2010, 2011. Um, I think he was the third best player in the world. I don't think there was anyone else that, outside of Ronaldo and Messi, obviously, was at the level that he was at. And almost single-handedly, he kept United as a top club in the years after Ronaldo left. I think he has fulfilled his potential. I think think the only reason why people don't think that he has is because of his performances at major championships with England. And because obviously that is where most people want him to do well, you know, in, in the country, that's kind of what people hold against him. But listen, if you just said at 18 years old, when Rooney moved to United, that by the time he left, he would be United and England's record goal scorer in history, overtaking Sir Bobby Charlton in both. How can you say he's not fulfilled his potential? And captain both club and country. You're right, he's, he's unfairly suffered from playing in the same generation as the two greatest footballers of all time. Yeah. But at the same time, for two or three seasons, he was competing with them as the third best player in the world. And perhaps you could say that for one of those seasons, Kaka was better. For one of those seasons, Schneider was better or something like that. But as a consistent force, as it was those three. An, an Englishman, the third best footballer in the world. I mean, I, I don't think we appreciate that properly because it, it doesn't happen often. In fact, it, it basically never happens. And not only that, but 
even those two players couldn't manage what Rooney's done. The top goal scorer for the biggest club in his own country and the top goal scorer for his country and captain for both. He's won every trophy possible, literally, every single club trophy possible. He's own I think he's probably he must be one of two players to do that in Man, Man United history, him and Michael Carrick. He sacrificed himself for the team, so perhaps that's why people think he hasn't fulfilled his potential for Ronaldo, for Berbatov, for many others. He's been shifted about all over the pitch. And he's complained, definitely, but not about where he's played or not being played. He's he's complained about ambition and money and we can't forget that and we'll talk about that in a second but he is United's greatest goal scorer playing in one of the best Man United teams of all time I mean it, it will always make it harder that he's English and he's not a United fan because players don't often spend 13 yeah. years at a club particularly one they don't support I mean not never just just not often and yeah I think you're right that people feel let down by his performances at major tournaments but he has often single-handedly dragged England to tournaments and he's done everything at United. He's the country's top goal scorer. I, th- I think, I've, I mean, every time we go into a tournament, there's some sort of, we think we have this, this God-given right that England should win it because we're the best country in the world at football, which we're not, and we're smaller than most countries. And I think the same, there's a similar kind of expectation that English players, for, for no particular reason, should be more should be more passionate and more loyal and shouldn't chase money and shouldn't ask for the captaincy. But why should he be different? Just because... He's English. He's an Everton fan. He's not a United fan. He's put his all into yeah. every game. He's, I think, without doubt, he's prob- he's the best English player of his generation. He's won everything at United. He is a Man United legend, a legend of, of football. He's sacrificed himself for United. He's got a lot out of United. We've got a lot out of him. And when yeah. he was young, from 18 to 23, he's one of the best young players in football history. Yeah. I think that's the other thing with Rooney as well. Part of this, I think, is that he he peaked so early and weirdly early. I mean, if you think about it, most players' peak is normally their late 20s, you know, 28, 29. And by that age, Rooney was a shadow of his, of his former self. And it's just strange to see a player peak so early like Rooney did. I mean, his peak was probably 24, 25, which is strange to see a player do that. And his, the drop-off was so severe, obviously, that we've seen over the last few seasons. And I think that has really tainted people's opinions of him because I think when he was still, you know, 23, 24, 25, for most players, I mean, we like a couple of days ago, we were just talking about Lukaku, 24, still got a long way to go to improve. And for most players, that is true. But Rooney peaked so early that at 24, 25, that was his peak, but we just didn't realise it at the time. And so I think, I think then people were, were expecting him to become Ronaldo and Messi or on that level. But that was a never something that was achievable because those two are just freaks and how good they are. Um, but because because I don't think we realised at the time that that actually was Rooney's peak and it's only now that we that we can look back on it and realise that it was, that I think that's partly why people think he hasn't fulfilled a potential because they always felt there was more to come but actually there wasn't. He just, as a player, was someone that peaked extremely early. Yeah, I mean, it'd be silly to overlook the fact that he hasn't, done everything he could to prolong his career if he'd drank less if he'd smoked less if he'd I mean we don't know about eating we can't say that I'm not going to make a a judgment on that but if he drank and smoked less he could have had a longer career at United and a longer career at the top but could he have been better when he was at his peak I I don't think so no um 
No, he I. was one of the best players in the world and the best striker in the world. And as, I, as we've said, one of the best young footballers of all time. Um, he's the sixth highest appearance maker for United in history and the top goal scorer. And has played for us for 13 years, has won everything, has, has done so many things in big games. He's the top scorer in Manchester Derby's history above uh, Charlton and, and every, everyone else. Wayne Rooney's 11th in Manchester Derby's, putting him out on his own in this fixture. I mean, most recently, the FA Cup final under Van Gaal. He's never won an FA Cup. United haven't won one for 12 years. He's the captain and he put in a, a proper captain's performance as he did in the semi-final. He drives up through the pitch through players and sets up Jesse Lingard. Not directly, but he made the winning goal. And there have been so many of those moments where Rooney has just changed the game and he's been called upon to do so and, and has done so. Rooney! Controversy. Um, I mean, I I, und- I do understand why some United fans still hold a grudge against Rooney. I mean, some people can't forgive him for for the one transfer request. We're not sure if there was a second. Fergie said there was. He said there wasn't. But I mean, it is worth remembering that he he he's not alone in in what he's done. I mean, Ronaldo pushed the leave for three years in a row. Said that he was being treated like a slave and publicly criticised Ferguson and David Gill. Vidic signed for another club halfway through the season as soon as he fell out with Moyes. Roy Keane constantly pushed for more for more money, um, comparing him, his wages to those of, of, of midfielders at, at Barca and Real and Juventus. Schmeichel joined City, Dennis Law did. I mean, Rooney's had his bad moments and they will always be a, a black mark on, on his book at United, but others have done it. And he's treated, he's held to higher expectations than others for some reason. I, yeah, I think you're right. He definitely is held to higher expectations. And I've always kind of wondered why, especially by, you know, I can kind of understand it from fans of other clubs because, like we said earlier about his performances with England, I guess, at major tournaments. But I've never really understood it with United fans. Um, but, I mean, personally, I don't hold that against him. As you said, just because he is a United legend, it doesn't mean that he shouldn't be chasing money or captaincy or whatever it, it might be. Obviously, would have preferred it if none of that had happened and it would have all happened behind closed doors, but Rooney's certainly not the first player to do that and he certainly won't be the last. Obviously, it is a bit of a taint on his record, but having said that, I think the mark of of his character was the way he humbled himself afterwards and he did apologise to the fans and he came out and... He didn't talk. He didn't really speak about it again. He humbled himself and he just got on with his performances, and he ended up performing at at his peak again after all of that happened. And ever since, he has been a true servant to this club, more so than probably anyone else, or maybe alongside Michael Carrick. I saw someone tweet earlier. I doubt there's not one person who hasn't celebrated at least one Rooney goal for us since he handed in a transfer request in 2010. Yeah, and that's another thing about Rooney, actually, just quickly, that, sorry, just moving away from the uh, the transfer request, 
not only does he score, or did he score so many goals for us, but he scored so many important goals as well. Champions League final, 2011. We lose 3-1. Who scores for United? Wayne Rooney. Um, brilliant goal. And that levelled us at 1-1. Um, yeah. Champions League, uh, didn't score in the 2008 final or the, or the 2009 final, but was as important as, as Ronaldo in in the build up to those finals in the in the Premier League title victories in in, in everything um yeah just going back to the potential fulfilled and about longevity i mean at 31 Rooney's played 755 times for club and country Skulls at 36 so 5 years older had played 742 times 13 times less for club and country Shearer had played one once more than Rooney at 34. Burkamp had played four times less at 34. There's so many players who have retired at 34, 35. That seems like a, a normal age. I mean, for Rooney, this is, in terms of appearances for club and country, this is when he should be retiring, but he's carrying on with Everton. Next captain of Manchester United. One one or two word answer, depending how long their name is. Oh, God. I haven't heard of him. <laughs> I'm going to go with who I think it will be. And I'm going to say Michael Carrick. Yeah, short term, possibly. Uh, in terms of who I want it to be, Paul Popper. We'll we'll talk about that at a later date. This one's this one's about Rooney. I mean, to, to end, Ander Herrera tweeted, One day I'll be able to tell my grandkids I played with you. All the best and thank you, Wayne Rooney. Farewell to a legend. I think I, I kind of feel the same. One day I'll be able to tell my kids, grandkids, whatever, that I grew up with Rooney at United as captain, as the best goal scorer in United history, winning every single trophy, being my favourite player, my hero growing up, the person who really got me and I think you as well and so many United fans of sort of our generation, our era, into genuinely just adoring football and not being able to focus on anything else. Those those lessons where we've sat in school and sort of started daydreaming and imagining about being Wayne Rooney. Those times when you're you're playing in the park and like or you're playing in your back garden and you're commentating to yourself as I am Wayne Rooney and screaming the as Clive Tilsley does Rooney and you're you're the one scoring in a on your debut for Man United at Old Trafford in the Champions League, scoring a hat trick. I think that's that's why we we love Rooney so much, particularly for people our age. And it it won't be the same for people who who grew up with Cantona, Best, Robson, etc. But for us, that Robson, your Robson, if you're of that age, your Best, your your Cantona, your Van Nistelrooy, even for some people, is is our Rooney. Yeah, one hundred percent. Rooney is the defining player I want I, I'd say I'd go as far to say of the last decade I don't think there's anyone else who you can associate with our success and again let, let's not you know obviously the last few years haven't been amazing but let's not forget that Rooney was part of I arguably the best United team in history certainly one of the best few United teams in history and not only was he just part of that side, he was integral to it. He was so, so important. And he was part of one of the most successful eras in this club's history. And he is, for me, the defining player of that period. Definitely from sort of 2006 to 2013. Yeah. 
I mean, what's strange is I was about to say <laughs> say pretty much exactly the same thing. I mean, there there has been major, major hiccups and black marks on Rooney's book, but at the end of it, he's been at Man United for 13 years. Yeah. He's, he has been the defining man of, of the, the 2000s slash 2010s. I mean, forget Ronaldo, forget Van Nistelrooy, forget the, the heroes of the 90s who were the defining players of the 90s and of the treble era up until about 2002, 2003. Neville, Giggs, Skulls. I mean, they're all prominent in the 2000s, but not like Rooney. I mean, others have left careers at the class of 92 have faded out. They've retired. All his striking partners have left. There's this, this is a brilliant photo of Rooney with Berbatov, Smith, yeah. Saha, Van Nisseroy, Ronaldo, uh, Van Persie. There's so many. And Rooney has stayed somehow. I mean, it is somehow because it's, it's looked like he's going to leave two or three times. A decade at one club is rare these days. Drinking, smoking, bad eating, injuries at, at an early stage. Rooney was... I mean, it, I think it's fair to say effectively burnt out by 20, 28, 27 maybe, and partly his fault, but he doesn't really, I don't think he cares. Yeah. He's won everything. He's going back to his boyhood club. He's he's a street footballer, and he is just, I think, despite his wage, despite pushing for more money, it, it, it strikes me that he's fairly normal, and he'll say what he wants to say, and he's yeah. only one of the, he's one of the only ones like that like Best and, and Gaza in the current era of footballers. And he's sort of, that's sort of been tamed in the last few years, which is definitely a shame, just, to be honest. Just one last um, thing on Rooney. I actually saw, it was actually a C fan who tweeted this weirdly, but said that in a lot of ways, Rooney has ended up having the ideal career of start your boyhood club, go to arguably the biggest club in the world, certainly the biggest club in the country, win everything and then return back to your boyhood club to finish your career one of the the best careers he could possibly have dreamed of i mean everything has gone it could all go wrong at everton sure but as things stand everything has gone perfectly and finally before the very end the way this has been managed is pretty perfect i'm yeah. sure under fergie something it, it it would have been a dramatic ending to Rooney's career and he wouldn't have been given a, a proper fair he hasn't been given a, a proper proper farewell at United even now but under Fergie it probably would have been bitter under Mourinho it's he's been phased out and sold and everything seems to be perfect um yeah and I must admit credit to Mourinho for that not only for the way he's managed it this summer but also the way he managed Rooney last season as well and you know him him being able to get that record which was one moment we didn't speak about but being able to get that record was so, so important. And now he gets to return to his boyhood club and it's just really the perfect ending. Yeah, I mean, on the record, think how many people have tried and failed to break that record for United and for England. For England, Shearer, Lineker are the, are the main two. Lineker's got close with 48 and Rooney has done it. I think he's on 53 for England. 253 goals for Man United. Beating Bobby Charlton. And doing what Law, Van Nistelrooy, everyone, everyone has failed to do. Rooney for England history from the penalty spot, right footed, and he blasts it high into the net. A brilliantly taken penalty by Wayne Rooney, and Bobby Charlton's England goal scoring record has gone. He's held it since 1968, but it belongs to Wayne Rooney now. He becomes the greatest goal scorer Manchester United 
Manchester United have ever had. One moment we forgot to say the penalty against Blackburn to win us the 19th title. And the reason I've been reminded of it is because I've just got a few of Rooney's best tweets up. And this comes after that. Uh, <laughs> a Scouser knocks Liverpool off their perch. Haha. <laughs> An Evertonian as well. Yes, people, you can't imagine how happy I am tonight. Believe. <laughs> Going to sleep, guys. Going to count 19 sheep to help me sleep. When was your <laughs> last league? Was I born? <laughs> and then the, the final. I mean, there's so many of these, but I mean, there's the the high Rio. Do you want picking up in the morning, pal? There's the mate, 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 mate. After we've just won the nineteenth title, there's a, just to have just have to say twelve o'clock click off is no good for players. Trying to force pasta down at nine in the morning is not nice. <laughs> uh, there's there's so many of these. Uh, there's the one about Whitney Houston. But to to close before the very end, United till I die, Everton till I die. Believe, come together, the Beatles leg <laughs> is is probably the peak yeah. of Wayne Rooney's yeah. Twitter. Man United's greatest goal scorer, England's greatest goal scorer, the the constant in the life of many United fans who grew up in the last two decades or so, our version of best Robson Cantona. We've been lucky to, to have him, to watch him. Um, he's been lucky to have us in some ways. But watching him furiously chasing every ball, the aggressive complaining at every decision, finding the space, finishing the chance, creating magic celebrating every goal like it's his first for 13 years, winning every trophy in club football. A record breaker now for England and for United, a serial winner. He has won everything and the key part and the defining man of one of, if not the best Man United team of all time, certainly going off success in the Champions League. Thank you very much for listening to this this Wayne Rooney special, Series 3, Episode 2 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. It's been nice to reminisce for a bit. Goodbye. Wonderful finish. Fabulous free kick. He's done it again. Rooney's there. Wayne Rooney. 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 Wayne Rooney. Podcast Network.